Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This episode 213, Too Fast, Too Furious, Lap 10. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too, and this episode's brought to you by Five Brothers. Their family-owned and operated restaurant, food stand, and nursery is not your typical property. They serve up some of Miami's best Comida Criolla Cuban food at their gorgeous flower tree-lined grounds in Miami with lots of kid-approved activities. Shout out to Bye Brothers. Is it B-Y-E or B-U-Y? How, what B-Y. kind of brothers are these? B-Y-Brothers. Oh, B-Y-Brothers. Yeah, like by menin by Menon, yes, yes. This place looks wild. There's like uh, pony rides, a petting zoo, fishing. Is there food all over the place? Uh, there's activities all over the place. So cool. that's all right. It looks like there's food all over the place too. They do like catering. I don't know. It's all kinds of. It's a wild very, place, man. Very exciting. Well, after the break, we'll be talking about too fast, too furious. This is the one episode every lap where I have to think about what I'm saying. Like, I, like my brain's on oh, yeah. autopilot for so much of this. Same. But that I'm just like, okay. Can't say too fast, too forever. It's too fast, too furious. After the break with Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to in the Thanksgiving week since we last spoke? Thanksgiving, my in-laws came to visit. We did all of our Thanksgiving things. Um, we deep fried a turkey, made a whole bunch of sides and stuff, spent all day watching football, did a little bit of gambling, and just overall just like a chill week, chill weekend since then. Nothing super duper crazy. Buying some like dumb shit on Amazon. I got a new battery pack, and they now have them that have wireless charging in the battery pack, like Anchor. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I got a new remote that now controls all three TVs from one remote. Yes, you're telling me about that. Very exciting. And then other than that, pretty much nothing. I, we're going to a wedding this weekend again, so dealing with that. <laughs> you know, like in the sense that like I know that I'm going to have to like do people things two weekends in a row, and I'm like, okay, and it's getting cold, so I'm like, okay. I get it. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Thanksgiving, I was at my parents' house for the third year in a row. That was going to be the last Thanksgiving because it was pandemic <laughs> and then house things, right? That's so right. like this is yeah. the third last Thanksgiving at their house. Was so. your sister there? Did she come to visit? No, she fl- she's gonna fly up for Christmas. She's you know I think it's just like my parents would pay for. It, so it's not like a, it's not like a money thing, but it's just like just traveling twice with her cats and like she's got the new house and whatever just feels like a lot so she'll come yeah. out for christmas for a week or whatever but uh yeah she was just down there we zoomed with her and i saw i saw three movies in theaters whoa did okay. I do, do i do anything of actual human people note let me think i got an oil change so i saw people then oh. no i did not really see people that much this weekend which was fine but i saw three movies in theaters i saw house of gucci which is is it awesome re- no it's not it's good it's it's oh uh, really your mileage may vary it's so long like way too long okay gaga is great i'm sure jared leto is insane insanely it's, good or just insane it depends on what you're watching it for i guess okay um like have you seen what he looks like in the movie yeah that's part of it he's just like his his performance kind of matches the look but like really scott directed it and like he just put out the last duel which i talked about a couple months ago which is great oh, millennials is, ruined that movie for him millennials Joey. ruined that movie yeah he oh fucking millennials man so i saw that and then I, the, uh, immediately after that i saw the new resident evil movie Ooh. which is also not good but was fun and kaya and in was it. That's intense. my girlfriend yes i was gonna say that i didn't know if you knew that but yes your girlfriend it. kaya from skins uk well i only say that because every time i see the commercial i'm like damn kaya's in that movie and i've done it to rachel like six or seven times like, in between seeing the trailer, like, 
some piece of the trailer for it, and she's yelled at me every time, like, we've been over this. Yes, she's in this movie over and over again. It's also funny because, like, I'm, I have, like, crushes on, like, so many celebrities, and I'm just like, like, she's, like, I like her, but I'm just like, she's just, like, she's not one of them. And oh. so, like, it's funny that you have, like, one that's just like, did you yeah, watch like, Skins? That's, that's your girl. No, that's, oh. that's why, probably why. Probably why. Yeah. I did really like her in Crawl, that alligator crocodile movie. The, oh, yeah. Uh, disaster movie that was cool this movie is good uh, no uh, no i'm sorry i take it back it's not good but it's fun and i think it's worth watching whenever it's like on netflix or something for sure um, yeah i'm going to we loved all the like when we did resident evil for here for emrod like rachel wanted to watch all the rest of them she really enjoyed them so i'm down to watch it so i think to use brian's word this is not nearly as iconic like the first movie i think just because i saw it a ton but also because just like the era and whatever like the emrod the first one i'm like that's just it's so i don't know if that one's good but like it's super cool and i like that one a lot yeah this one is like really adherent to the games like okay. i was reading because like i've sort of vaguely played some but not really yes. not enough to know anything past the character names yes and i was like reading like here's all the easter eggs you might have missed I'm like oh there's like a lot of things to like I don't know if that's definitively going to be something that people who love the games love, but I can see it being something either people love about it or hate about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, they did my games dirty. Like, oh, they like they care about it or whatever. But like, yes. it's fun. The zombies are cool. I think I would have liked it more if it wasn't like four and a half hours of movie in like five hours of me in the theater between Gucci and then Resident Evil. Because like Gucci's like two hours and 40. Really? And, like, Resident Evil is like an hour, almost an hour 50. I'm like, why is this not 90? Like this should be like tighter and Gucci should be closer to two. But it was just a long evening. But then on Saturday, I saw Encanto, the new Disney movie. And it's awesome. Like it's so good. It's so, so good. That's when I would say go out, you know, on a $5 movie night or whatever, if you don't want to spend full money. But like Encanto is really, really good. Okay, cool. Do you know about Encanto or no? Yes, because... My Disney game alerted me that they're going to oh, yes. <laughs> be advertising it soon. Sure. I don't know what it's about at all. Yes, I'll probably watch it at some point. I'm not like super hype on all these. Is This is the one with the house that like moves and stuff, right? Yeah, yes, yes. There's okay. a family, it's a, Mexican, a Mexican family who when they basically come of age, all the kids get a power. Yes. And the main girl who is voiced by Stephanie Beatriz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine does not get a power. Yes. And she like it throws like the whole family into chaos or whatever and they're just trying to figure out like what's going on uh but it's a musical and the songs are written by lynn i'm like why does this sound like in the heights and kind of like hamilton <laughs> and then i see in the credits like songs by music uh, music by lynn manuel i'm like oh, okay i got Makes it sense. yeah okay yeah and the only other movie i want to mention that i saw is i watched last night have you heard of the movie chaos walking no never heard of it so this is a movie that stars uh tom holland and daisy ridley aka the star of the new star wars trilogy who the, the girl who plays ray okay and this was a movie that got completely they no well so they completely filmed it and they're like we need to rewrite all of this and they like rewrote it and like reshot it like it was just this crazy we production schedule. We were talking schedule. about this right that that Tom Holland was in this movie and we saw like one one trailer for it and then it came out or something right. It was supposed to be this huge movie yeah. and then it like it flopped and like it was directed by Doug Lyman who's a Tom Cruise director like he did um, Edge of Tomorrow he did Mr. And Mrs. Smith The Born Identity the new newer Tom Cruise movie American Made like he's made big movies okay. And this is one that, like, people are just like, this sucks. Like, this is, like, a flop. And I'm like, I think I'm going to like it. Because, like, okay. I, I tend to root for the underdogs, especially, like, weird sci-fi. And I watched it last night because it's been on Hulu for a while. Like, it's been, like, I, I could have, you know, rented it, like, a, whatever, like, probably six, eight, eight months ago. I'm like, I kind of want to, like, 
I'm I'm not nervous, but like I'm nervous to watch this. And then I watch it. I'm like, oh no, I really like this movie. Like I don't love the movie, but I really like it. And I, I was talking to Bob about it. He's like, are you sure you just didn't talk yourself? I'm like, no, I can't. If I try to talk myself into something, it's gonna backfire. Like it will. I will not be able to psych myself up for a thing. Like it's only gonna let me down. Like yeah. this, I'm just like, it starts kind of slow, and then I'm like, actually, I'm kind of into this. So, uh, Chaos Walking, check it out or don't. I don't know. It's my new version of Jupiter Ascending, where it's like this maybe isn't good, but like I love it. So. Whatever. But yeah, Chaos Walking. Check it out. Maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Start at King of the Hill. Did, do I talk about King of the Hill? Have you seen King of the Hill? No, I haven't. I have a friend that really loves it. Caracayla Regan, past guest of this show, loves it as well. Yeah, I have a friend, like, my Korean friend fucking loves it. He just is so amped on it all the time, and it's really funny that he loves it so much. I've seen episodes of it, especially, like, when it was on. I remember watching it, like, after something. Because there's, like... 260 episodes like for comparison Seinfeld is like 170 or something like shows generally when they hit 100 it's like okay we're we banked money because like now we're we're in syndication like 260 is crazy yeah that's that's a whole bunch of shows that's like South Park numbers right that's that's yeah probably yeah I mean Simpsons has like six but Simpsons is something you know what I mean but but yeah so my friend and I who are watching Simpsons and Seinfeld like he's re-watching all those and I think he's seen the first couple seasons of King of the Hill like we're just cutting that in as we got to it on the schedule. So we are now in like January 97. That's where we are. King of the Hill, baby. That's like cool. Sunday nights back then was King of the Hill. I think it was Simpsons into King of the Hill into X-Files, which is like, whoa. Like that's all shows that I'm watching currently, right? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that weird. is weird. You would have been like very busy on Sunday nights then, huh? I sure would have. I just would have been tuned into Fox, baby. Is there anything else of note? I don't think so. We have a Patreon page, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Oh, actually, I had fr- I had lunch the day before Thanksgiving with the friends, my childhood friend who I met Montez through. They brought her up. They're like, oh, you still talk to Jess? And I'm like, I'm like, I, I texted her after. I'm like, hey, I saw them today. I'm like, I had to bite my tongue two or three times to not call you Montez. I'm like, that just, <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole of things like I don't want to have to explain. Like, they know about the podcasts. Yeah, They yeah. know about, like, you know, that me and that Montez and I, like, talk about like, movies and stuff. I'm just like, explain the Montez nickname. And she's like, well, okay, so, like, there's, there's the high school thing. musical movies. And, like, there's the Vanessa Hudgens character. And she kind of sucks. And, like, Montez. But, like, it's not really. It, just, just listen. Just watch and listen. <laughs> Yes. But, like, a couple times I'm like, oh, yeah, you're Mont- Jess, yeah, <laughs> right? So, shout out Montez. Uh, com. if you want early access to episodes, bonus episodes, we'll be doing a bonus episode in a couple weeks, or a week or two, I think, so, uh, where we might record in person together. Ooh, Ooh look at that, very exciting. Uh, stickers, handwritten notes, pick things for us to watch, com. all that kind of stuff. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.major. We only have one email, okay. and it's a, well, so Jason sent in a bit of news, which we will talk about cool. in the news segment. Yes. But we also got a YouTube comment, which is my favorite kind of YouTube comment. Okay. Because it's on the Dirty Mary Crazy Larry episode. Okay. Okay. And it's in all capital letters. Nice. Caps Lock is cruise control for cool, so let's go. This is not the movie. This is all talk. Motor mouths is all you'll hear on here. But Is each here spelled the right way? Okay. Yeah. That's here right. on here. Mm-hmm. H-E-R-E twice. This is not, I don't think, the first time on a Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. Specifically, it's this and Tulane Blacktop. (laughs) 
that people have called us motor mouths. I was going to say the motor mouth thing is recurring. Yeah. Is it the same user? I don't – that's actually a very good question. Let me find out. Because if they use motor mouths twice, it could be the same person that was looking for both movies and found us and got annoyed at us twice. Motor mouth – okay, we, we, three times this year. Three times this year. January 17th, February 1st, and then today – E, username EM says no movie, motor mouth. And then EM, so that was on Two Lane Blacktop. The same person two weeks later on Dirty Mary Crazy Larry said, all talk, not a movie. Instead, you get motor mouths, DJ wannabes. Okay. And then today, Little Bit, the name is motor mouths. So I think Little Bit is, is EM that just lost their password or forgot to put the caps lock on when they were typing it in. Oh, we and EM's comment got three thumbs up. Nice. So I'm, I'm just going to copy the uh, same thing I said to them. Hey, thanks for listening. We never claimed to be a movie. The word podcast is right in the title of the video. If you want to hear us talk about the movie, you can click the timestamp in the description. Thanks for checking us out. There you and go. And I'm going to love the comment from the creator. Yeah. Because I also said to EM, he said, okay, didn't stay. Now I know what podcast is means. Siskel and me were better at it. I said, hey, man, we agree. <laughs> thanks again for listening. You're the best. But they're dead. It, but it's exclusively on the movies that came out. The boomer ones. <laughs> for the olds, yeah. <laughs> the boomers like, have found YouTube. Nobody's commenting on the Fast and Furious ones or the Spy Racers ones or whatever. It's just like, I, I came to YouTube to watch my two-lane blacktop, and I don't have it, and all I got is motor mouths. <laughs> my grandson, I'm going to leave a comment. My grandson said there's videos on this thing, and that's not the video I want to watch. Motor Goddamn motor mouths. Yeah. If you want to email in, if you want to call us Motor Mouths, family at cageclub.me. We'll read on the next episode. Leave a review that says we're two Motor Mouths. That would be nice. On the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. There was a bombshell <laughs> that dropped <laughs> immediately as after we were, we were recording. recording. Yes, yes. We just finished. We've hit rap and immediately. Inc- email from Jason. Tweet from Jason. Subject line, Fast and Furious Spy Racers. And go ahead. Fast and Furious Spy Racers is ending after six seasons, and the sixth and final season will hit this December. Official title, (laughs) Fast and Furious Spy Racers Homecoming. Bonanza. (laughs) I like that they went with Homecoming like Spider-Man, because that's coming out. Actually, it's coming out on the same day. It's coming out on the same day. Oh, my God. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I bought a ticket to that because like that's it's I saw a news thing today. That's the most pre-ordered movie ticket since Endgame, which is crazy. Like, I don't know why people I guess because it's like all the movies in one. I don't know. I don't know either, but um you were telling me how hard it was to find tickets. Yeah. So I jumped on it. Um Rachel and I prefer to sit in the back of the theater, like very last row, in the X D theater, which is like our, you know, step down from IMAX and um, I couldn't find movie tickets that weren't slammed like one row open until Monday. Yeah. So I got a sort of shitty, but not terrible seat in IMAX at like seven o'clock on Thursday night. That's a good call. I mean, like that's like prime time though. So one of the coolest theater experiences I've ever had was seeing Endgame the opening night. Cause like the spoilers for Endgame, but again, who hasn't seen Endgame? I, I still will say spoilers for Endgame every time I talk about Endgame, but the moment at the end where they all come through the portals 
yeah the crowds collective like losing their goddamn minds was amazing it was just it was the coolest yeah it's really cool um and like i care i don't care the way that they care but i care a lot and like i was excited but like to be around the people who like really care and i feel like this spider-man movie is going to have a lot of those like oh my god blah 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 is back or whatever right yes i agree based on the rumors and rumblings i have seen yes yes Yes. i'd rather see things in dolby because it's a better seat and the better sound but that was like sold out like i'm not gonna see a movie at 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday night, right? And then, so I, I got to take it from, like, I'll Saturday afternoon, but yeah, yeah, so. Especially because you know it's going to be two and a half hours long anyway, so, like, these these fucking Marvel movies, honestly, like, I need to go to, like, the three o'clock showing, because otherwise, like, if I go to, like, seven, by the time I get out of the theater, I'm like, whoop, going to sleep, like, and I even get, like, tired during the end. I'm just feeling way old especially now like not in the summertime like in winter like you go in even if you go to like a three o'clock showing you go in it's dusk but you come out and it's like pitch black so yeah i used to think that was cool when i was little i'm like ooh, like it became night when and now i'm just like oh man like fuck that dark yeah exactly yeah okay spy racer season six the final season the final season the final chapter yeah 12 17 so nico kebo will be back at some point you know my goal, the goal is to put it out this year. We will see holidays, crazy time. Yeah, They're busy. Course. The goal is sometime this year. So stay tuned for Spy Racers. I told six. um, I told, I have two jokes. One, I told Rachel that I got her something excellent for her birthday. Which, yeah, that's, that's, I, that's the best birthday <laughs> present ever. And she was like, what is it? I was like, do you want to know? Spy Racer season six is coming out on your. She's like, why? I don't want it. Um, and then Justin said, like we, were, you said to Justin, are you you gonna tell Hank? And is he gonna be sad that Spy Racers is over? And Justin astutely said, which is probably gonna come true. There's gonna be an Echo spinoff in three months, anyways. That's a movie, so it's totally fine. We don't need to worry about it. Yeah, I was joking with Kevo that, like, the community thing, the, the fan pushed for community, when community got canceled after five seasons, was they wanted six seasons in a movie. And they never got the movie, but they got the sixth season on Yahoo. So now, with Spy Racers getting six seasons, give us six seasons in a movie. Uh, yeah, give an Echo, let Echo lead in a movie. Yeah. I doubt that they're done with Spy Racers. It's just, like, they crank them out so fast. Like, but, you know, the, the star that burns brightest dies the fastest or whatever right i mean six seasons is a great run for any show right <laughs> but in two years like in yes. two in two full like turns of the calendar like it was it was end of 19 <laughs> into end of 21 did six seasons that's a fucking run dude. it's crazy it's crazy yeah. but shout out to spy racers shout out to spy racers and their team works harder than any other animation team in the world the other news and this is not necessarily news but i was telling you that there is a new website that is populated every day they figured out how to crack into google's algorithm because every day my google alert for fast and furious there's a new website called the goa spotlights okay i i wonder if goa has extradition i don't know but it's a an indian publication i guess that i was telling to you that like the website it looks like a you know a news blog but like the formatting is all weird and just like google translate so who knows? I think they're just like throwing things out there and like, look, we were right. But in the last week, they have said confirmed, definitely happening. Giselle coming back for 10. The Rock coming back for 10. Ava Mendez maybe coming back for 10. Formula One going to happen in 10. Based on what? 
they're like, oh, Vin Diesel hinted that in an interview, but they don't link to the interview. And I'm also not clicking on more of these. It's just like, what, what is going on? So anyway, you heard it here first from the Goa Spotlight. If Giselle is back, they call it. They were it. right. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's Formula One, they called it. It's also like, yeah, like Giselle probably will come back. The Rock probably will come back. Ava Mendez can come back, right? Like we need to start Babe Ruthing. We need to start Babe Ruthing some of yeah. these stuff things. Uh, Timothy Chalamet gonna be in it. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I watched that Kid Cudi doc on Amazon. Do you know about this? A man named Scott. Uh, I saw people talking about it on Twitter and saying it was pretty good. It's good. He executive produced it. So biased a little bit, but yeah. The whole thing is basically, you know, an hour 40 of people be like, Kid Cudi, most influential rapper the last 10 years. It's just like, okay, like maybe, maybe not, but like <laughs> he, made, he made the thing. But the reason I bring it up is because two of your all time boys are quoted, they're on camera. Timothy Chalamet, huge Kid Cudi fan in the doc. Kanye, huge Kid Cudi fan. Obviously, the kids he goes yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Also that. in the doc. I'm like, holy shit. And then Shia is in there for more than anybody. Like, Shia is <laughs> in the doc so much. That seems like a very Shia thing to just stumble into. All I want is the fucking seven screen Cruel Summer video that he starred in as an actor that Kanye released. That he released seven screen immersive version of Only in the Desert. And played it, like, in Abu Dhabi for some film festival, like, twice. That was it. And everybody said it sucked. But it was, like, he needed to, like, build this theater about it. And, like, it was in the desert. And, like, so I'm guessing... Now I'm just imagining, like, Kid Cudi just doing, like, one Chalamet scene from Dune, right? Like, they, yeah. But just in the desert. <laughs> well, like, you know, we, we can add that to the list of things that I want. Like, I want also... Like there's a there's a view there's a version of the shining where they show it back to front and front to back. Like that's talked about in that uh room two thirty seven doc. Like it just overlaps like it perfectly. Like there's crazy things that Kubrick apparently did that like things like a quarter. Oh, so you overlay the movie. them. Yes. Okay. But like it'll be like thirty eight minutes into the movie and thirty eight minutes from the end of the movie, like this crazy thing happens. Just like there's this thing and this thing. It's like, oh, oh my and they god. They line like, up if, and like high five, whatever. Yeah. But I'm sure if you do any movie, it's going to happen a couple times. Whatever. Yep. That's one. I want the uh, – somebody did like an 85-minute cut of the Star Wars pre- uh, the prequels that okay. like apparently is awesome. And then I want the Kill Bill whole bloody affair, the whole yes. – like the, the movie as one thing. And now we can add to the, the seven-screen experience. Sure. Why not? We're never going to get these things. We're never going to get these things. I want it so bad. But yeah, I'm sure it just buried – and you need seven screens to wa- – like how do you show that? any other way than the seven screen experience you would need to build a command center with like right. computer monitors or something to get close it was Topher grace who did the star wars edit that's what i thought okay. i was like that's semi showcase, but yeah that's it um i think we could get we can maybe get the kill bill thing one day but like we're the kill bill things get... most likely yes yeah. i agree that's all the news uh apparently everything's happening in fast and furious 10 and <laughs> goa called it goa called it Goa called it. Yep. Simpsons did it, and Goa called it. Yeah. Joe, the final thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 38. You have an alternate title, which we'll talk about at the end. I don't know what it is yet. You said don't look at it. Don't look. But the minute, the title I called it was, This House Has Ears in It. We did all that for a damn cigar? No. You did that for a job. Do you really think that I would let somebody impound my car? 
The boatyard's mine. Oh, by the way, you two owe me a gate. I'll <laughs> just take it off your cut. <laughs> off our cut. Yeah. I like that. Good. So what's this job you got for us anyway? Come with me. The house has ears in it. I have something I want you to carry from North Beach to the Keys. What is it? Just put in the car what I tell you to and drive it to me and don't let anybody stop you, understand? Yeah. So in this minute, which is kind of uneventful, Carter takes the cigar out of its container and prepares it for smoking. And Carter fills Brian and Roman in on the plan as they leave the pool and go for a walk. I did notice something this minute that is sort of a major thing, I think. Go ahead. That I never noticed before that I think is hilarious. Yep. I never saw Carter throw the cigar away. Immediately. He cuts it at the table and they go for a walk. He lights it. Takes two he lights puffs. it and then just throws it like on his lawn. Yep. You know, Roman says, we did all that for a damn cigar. He says, no, you did that for a job. Like the, the cigar does not matter. Yeah. But then like really hammer home how little it matters. He's like, fuck this cigar and just throws it away. <laughs> Very it. funny. I thought it was hilarious as well. And I too- did you, had you seen that before or was that new for you? No, I couldn't have told you that's what happened. I right. think I have noticed it before, but it's inconsequential for like anything else watching this minute over and over again, I was like, that's fucking hilarious that he just like tosses, not giving a fuck about the cigar. I'm also wondering, you know, we've seen lawns keepers, we've seen housekeepers, we've seen all sorts of the people. The sprinklers like, are who's, going. Whose job is it to go pick up that cigar? Well, I think most of it's biodegradable, but he didn't even rip off the, the band of the cigar. He chucked full thing into the yard. Yeah. So you are littering a little. Like if he would have just chucked, you know, like a half smoke cigar into his lawn, you know, sprinklers are going. A couple days, you won't even notice it. It's gone. Is it littering if it's on your private property? It's just like, no. it's just being shitty, right? It's just like, you just suck. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he didn't chuck it into the water. Right. It's just on his lawn. Um, the only other thing that I noticed in this minute was that at the table, Roman does all the talking. He handles all the business. And then as soon as they start walking, Brian's like, I got this. And he starts to, but like, it, it was a nice sort of division of church and state or whatever, right? Just like, yeah. Roman actually like, I'm like, why is Roman talking so much? Like, he's not embarrassing himself. He's, like, kind of giving Carter a little bit of shit, which which makes sense. He's kind of uh, the muscle uh, a little bit, right? Like, yeah. he's the pushback guy. Yeah. And, like, Brian's the brains, obviously, so. What did you notice in this minute, though? What of note? So, anything new? Because it's, it's not boring, but, like, they're just walking. It's uneventful. This is a yeah. very uneventful minute. I tried to figure out which cigar Carter was smoking. I think it's uh, Portagas cigar like a cuban portagas i have it down at the bottom i was trying to match like the rings but all of these cuban cigars are pretty much red and gold Uh, i think this was close there was some cues that i took it looks like there's the metals on the side of it there's three thin gold stripes on the side but when he's like taking okay upon like try okay i'm like i'm gonna try to figure out what cigar this is carter takes it out of the tube puts the whole thing band up to his teeth in his mouth Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Which is yep. pretty weird. Yep. Okay. He does that. Takes it out. Does it again. Well, he takes it. He takes it out. Then like goes to clip it, and he only shows you the back of the cigar. Like he's looking at the band, so you can only see the like end of the wrapper. And then he puts it back completely in his mouth again, full deep throat, to light it. So like the parts that you can see, parts of the blurry wrapper that they're not trying to get you to focus on, Ooh. are very very minimal. But from that, I think this is a good guess of what the cigar is. Okay, fair enough. But upon doing that, 
I saw one other thing that was pretty cool that I liked, that he has Carter CV monogrammed on his cuff of his shirt. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So like when he's cutting the scar, you see it. And I was like, oh, that's actually like a nice movie touch. You know what I mean? Like that's something that, I mean, we look so deep in these movies and, you know, obviously we're like all the things are like made by some intern that you, you probably would never see. The CV monogram is like, you put some thought into this in the costume design people. So shout out to the costume designer. That's Shout awesome. Out. Well uh, deserved props. Well de- props, yeah. Well deserved props. So I was surprised because I'm like, I wrote down none new of note, and then I see here clothing. I'm just like, oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. It was something that was just like interesting. But you know, like as I'm pausing on the cigar 50 times, trying to get the right angle to see anything. Right. That's when yes. I noticed it. So if you weren't doing that, then I get it. Which I was not. But yes. Trivia question. I kind of have a vague idea, but do you want to tell me when do you want to unveil your your secret? This is what meeting? you're leading into. You had a trivia question that says something about Carter throwing the cigar away. Yeah. And that's fun, but I think it's hard to frame a question around that. Right. Because so, letting you in how the sausage is made, like, if I have a question, I'll write down a question. And, like, as you've heard in this episode, or the past episodes, if we don't like the question, we'll just get rid of it. But, like, this, I'm just like, I don't even know how to answer, ask the question. It's just, like, right? it's, it's the thing that seems of note, but maybe not. I don't know. Are you saying now, now my guess, without still bringing your your alternate title, is that my name for the minute, you want to have be the question. I do. That's true. You're following. Which means that you have another title. Okay, so unveil the new title. (laughs) It's perfect, right? It's so dumb. It's perfect. Yeah. Hit hit us with it. So I think we should change the title of Minute 38 to a 10-second gar. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he immediately throws it away, literally in 10 seconds. I think that's just genius. Um, then we ask a question, why... Okay, so this was my thought, and we could do. We could play this either way. I was going to say, what does Carter say is inside the house? And, like, it has ears. We could say bugs, whatever. Or we could say, why is Carter paranoid about talking so close to the house? And we could do, like... The house has ears. He's afraid it's bugged. But like the first answer, this is what I was thinking. It's like, you're reading this. You're like, oh, the house has ears. You see ears. You just check go. But we put two or three other answers, then put all of the above at the bottom. So if you're not reading it, you just skip through. But either of those, I would like that how, like something about the house has ears. Okay. I think I like the question. And my, the way that I rephrase it, maybe you like this. What about his house makes Carter Verone paranoid? And I have the house has ears in it, which is the right answer. The yes. house has eyes on it. Yeah. I guess we're being watched. What else? They're oh man. We could we I mean we don't have to do like the this the sight and sound, but I think that like that's close enough we're just like I knew it was like a sense. The we house say, is you know, bugged. The house is bugged. Like it's something that sounds similar, but is Well no, because the saying? house is bugged technically is right. Like that's just a different way of saying like it's not no, as right say, as has ears, but like He's. We could say that he suspects an employee is working for the feds. He doesn't trust his employees. But actually, that could be technically right, too. Because, like, the house has ears means that it could either be bugged or it could be mm. an employee. You know what I'm saying? We could just do the two questions, or the two answers. Has ears in it or eyes on it? Yeah, that's... I think that's good. Like, there's no need to overthink it. And, like, the yeah. answers... Like, what I like about it is the answers are so similar in both sight and sound and feeling that like oh shit i don't know what i don't know like i i remember him saying it but like i don't know i don't know which eyes one and ears yeah it could be either one and both of them would cause you to like leave like the pool right because he like walks you out to like 
desolation, yeah. like trees like, and We shit. need to get away because, like, we're not – it's not safe for us to talk here, right? Yeah, that's what he says. Either we're being watched or being listened to. Ten-second car. Right? Isn't that fucking great? Tesla apparently just hit an I – didn't, I didn't know that – I thought a ten-second car – meant it was faster than 10 seconds, but I think a 10-second car is just, like, in under 11-quarter mile because somewhat, like, I just saw yes. a news story yeah, yeah, because, yeah. like, Tesla yeah. hit an 8-second car, and I was like, whoa, but it was, like, 8-9 or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. So it's not, like, 8-flat. It's, like, in the 8s. Yeah, it runs 10s. He says that. Like, it's, which implies right. that it's 10-something. A 10-second car. 10-second car. Minute 38, what about his house makes Carter own paranoid? The house has ears. In it. All right, Joe, let's take a break and let us come back to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious on Too Fast, Too Forever. Ooh, tongue twister. episode number 213 too fast too furious that does get confusing this episode is brought to you by by brothers they have recently added a stunningly new constructed venue space complete with led screens and a dj stand shout out to by brothers well shout out to by brothers and welcome back to too fast too forever with us tonight to talk about too fast too furious we have someone who is the Supervising editor at Gimlet Media and Spotify, and someone that, you know, more important to me, someone who spoke to, interviewed, profiled for GQ, yeah. Sung Kang, <laughs> Mr. Han himself. We have Brendan Klingenberg. Hello, Brendan. Hi, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me on, on this. Uh, frankly, this podcast is an act of lunacy, but I, I love it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very dumb. I'm glad that you got that out of the way right at the top. Uh, but thank you for joining us. You know, it was one of those things I, I read the, the the piece when it came out and I reread it today and I'm just like, I don't remember how much he actually talked. I'm like, oh, wait, no, like this is all like meaty, in-depth, great quotes from Sung. Just like, yeah, this is like, it's a serious interview. So like that is, you already, no offense to other guests, you're already cooler than most of other guests because like just because you have <laughs> that residual Han coolness that has like dripped on you via phone or internet or in person or whatever. Uh, yeah, that was that was all over Zoom. And, and let me tell you, he's a cool motherfucker, that guy. <laughs> that's all i can imagine reading the article of just like he just exudes cool all the like he just yeah. exists as han no totally um he's got the the hair is incredible as good as you'd want incredible. it incredible he's cool the entire time and then he'll suddenly like turn on the emotion and he'll suddenly like get all soulful and you're just like ooh, sung i didn't <laughs> you're, you're giving you're giving me gold <laughs> I have a journalism degree, and while I was in school, newspapers died, and I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to figure something else out. But I know from the, you know, the hours and hours and hours I've spent doing all that sort of stuff, like, sometimes, you know, the person you're talking to doesn't exactly give you good stuff, and you have to, like, all right, where can I mine mm-hmm. chunks than here? Just, like, oh, like, I can't imagine, like, what you didn't include, because, like, what you included was so good, and just, like, there's so much, like, just, it, it just seems like it was, like, a, a amazing interview. Even if you're, like, a fan of, the, it seems like you're a fan of the franchise, but even if you're not <laughs> a fan of the franchise, it's just, like, this is a good dude who cares about the thing he's doing and like is he wants to talk like it's just all around wonderful yeah no he was he was a dream and then yeah i'm a huge fast and furious fan so um the way that assignment actually happened was uh last year up until the pandemic i was having people over to watch all of them in order 
um, ahead nice. of ahead of doing nine. the Lord's work. Good, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, spreading the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, pandemic happened, those stuff. But one of the people who was coming over was uh, an editor at GQ. And so when the movie, like a couple years, was actually coming out, he was like, "Hey, like, do you have any Fast and Furious pitches for me?" And I was like, "I want to interview Han. Give me Han. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I want to do. Give me Han now." Um, yeah. And so we've been talking. We're 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 still going to try and do this, but the the original idea was to do a whole oral history of the entire franchise. One one leading man was not interested in going on the record, and so Han was our other idea. And I was really glad that Sun Kang was was down to do it and so generous with his time. Are you telling me that there are people with strong personalities in these movies that might not necessarily be amenable to things? I didn't name names, but... but no, neither did we. But, but one integral part of the franchise... I can imagine. Would only, do, ...would only sit for an interview if he was also on GQ's cover. Oh. Okay. Not really quite narrowing it down, but also exactly narrowing it down. I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, not in a position to give him that. Um, and yeah. so the, <laughs> the big idea didn't happen. Um, and then Sung Kang was, I would say, um, a little more down to earth and friendly. That's cool. Because, like, again, you, you talk about it in your piece, but, like, he should be a movie star. And he's not for any, you know, any number of reasons. Like, this, I think the Star Wars series, like you point out, is going to, like, help that. But, like, dude has the chops has the looks, has the cheekbones and the hair. Like, yep. he's got everything. He seems like he's a good dude. Like, it seems like it should be. And then for any number of, like, you know, luck reasons or racism, re- who, who knows what, right? Like, he's not, but, like, he should be. Like, he should be the guy on the cover of every magazine and, like, leading the new movie. It just... Yeah, my, my big thing was if, if I think Tokyo Drift came out today, like, exact same size of movie, yeah. exact same level of hit, like, he would have a Marvel movie, like, tomorrow. Yeah. I think it is a lot of racism i think it is a lot of like hollywood had a bit more of a like star making apparatus you know in 2005 than it does now i think now they'll kind of be like who does twitter like and that'll kind of get you get you a big movie and it just never happened for him in the way that i you know i was maybe like 13 when that movie came out and like i was always like oh that guy that i'll see him in a big movie soon and that it just never really happened you know talking to him i was a little more angry about it than he was he was kind of circumspect about the whole thing like he does agree with me that he he would have liked to get bigger roles. Like I think he would have loved to play Batman or something along those lines. Yeah. But now, but now he's a little older, and I think he's just a little bit more like you know, my path was my path. I got to be Han. Yeah. People, people love me for that. Not a lot of actors get a role like Han. So he he just seemed he was a supremely chill guy um, about the whole thing. Um, but I do think he appreciated like that I was a big fan of the franchise and was kind of like taking it seriously as a piece of American culture. Um, and so I think that helped the interview. <laughs> well, that that's kind of like what this show sort of is, because it's like there's a lot of, especially that started in the pandemic, there are a lot of Fast and Furious watch and rewatch and whatever podcasts. They're all equally insane to ours. But a lot of them seem to not like the movies. And it's like, well, why are you doing the podcast? Like th- we are fascinated by like the approachability and the success and like the elements of these movies that do not necessarily you don't find in other movies like there's stuff that you kind of like there's similarities like the marvel movies and stuff like that but there's like there's things here that you're like why is this so like jesus-y and like family like it's just like these are things that like they're distinctly and uniquely in these movies that are just fascinating and like these are special they might not be your cup of tea but like there's something there's there's a reason to take these seriously and to like I don't know, maybe not watch them on loop forever like we're doing, but like, <laughs> I think there's like people like you doing serious profiles and like being like, and not just being somebody who's on assignment, like, oh, I got to bang out this thing for the new blockbusters coming out this week. It's just like, no, I care about these. Like, there's a reason that I, I'm, I'm the right guy for this. So again, thank you. 
Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, <laughs> the, the the thing is, I don't um, I don't write anymore. Like I, I started out as a reporter very quickly. I was like, I prefer editing. Um, and so like I'm a sh- showrunner at a podcasting company. I don't like I don't come out of I don't I don't write stuff that often. But when the when the when when nine was coming out and there was an opportunity, I'm like, oh, I, I don't even need to prep for this interview. Like I yeah, have right. everything <laughs> ready to ask. I know the structure that I want to hit when I sit down to write. Um, and it's because, like, I've spent a lot of time thinking about these movies. They're like a surprisingly wholesome snapshot of, of the American id. I think they're incredible. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to say it. So now talking about that wholesome snapshot of American id, great, great phrase. What is your history with these movies? What was the first one of these you saw? How many of them have you seen in theaters? Just like, what's your history with the franchise? This Too Fast, Too Furious is actually the first one I've ever seen. Cool. Um, okay. I was living in England at the time. I grew up. In, I grew up in London, um, and I think like it just hit theaters. I hadn't seen one, and I just went to see two because it was playing. <laughs> and I really liked it. And then I think every one since then I've seen in theaters. And it was just. I'm sure you both have had this, but like I've always loved these movies. I'm not like a car person. I've just thought they were great movies. Yeah. People think I'm fucking with them. People think I'm I'm joking all the yeah. time. And I'm always like. I mean, they're not like, I don't think they're high art, but they're definitely art. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're kind of amazing little, little things. And there's just so much to talk about, like from like the backstory of each one, like all of these personalities, the fact that they're like so transparently made up as they go. It's like the opposite of, of you mentioned the Marvel universe, which like I'll watch a Marvel movie, but it, it does not have the like high wire aspect of like, how are they going to figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like what? What are they? What are they gonna do? Or what decision are they gonna make that's going to somehow upend three other things they've already done, but then set up three future things? And like, it shouldn't work, but still somehow kind of works. Yeah, I mean, even like the Sung King profile. When I had to explain it to people, like what I was working on to people who are not, you know, like me or you guys, and yeah, you like, have the obsessive. funniest spoiler disclaimer I've ever read in a thing. It's like this kind of makes sense, but yes. even if you've never seen these, it doesn't really make sense. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Okay, so he's in three. Three is supposed to be a standalone <laughs> movie. It like is more popular than ever anyone expects, so it like kind of gets retroactively added to the franchise. So there's no mainline characters, but then this one character who dies in the movie comes back in other movies. Eventually, the timeline catches up to him, and then he dies in the franchise. Spoiler alert, no, he doesn't. He's coming out and he's back. And everyone's just like, what are you talking about? It sounds like a, it sounds like you scribbled this in the shower today. And we're just like, I've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> but they're still blockbusters. They still like make hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. They cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Thousands of people's livelihoods depend on these movies. It's just crazy to me that you can be like so seat of your pants and so like just ridiculous and still make the product really, really good. And then I think because it's all like improvisational, it like says more about like art and what America is than the Marvel movies ever even tried to. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of saying it because Joe has this theory or he he said, I guess it's a theory. I don't know, but like, I think it's true is that they seem to be listening and reacting and responding to fans in a way that other franchises don't like you cover that in the piece. It's like justice for Han kind of started as like a joke and a farce and then became a serious thing. They're like, maybe we should do something about this. Like you don't see that in other franchises. I think Justin Lin is so in tune with the audience and, and because of that and because of like you were saying, you know, all of this kind of sounds like a fever dream. They're not scared to revert either. 
you know, we've seen parts of, like, Han dying, right? It's like, we've seen Han die, and they're like, we don't want that. And they're like, okay, then we don't have that anymore. And they just stopped. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's really fucking awesome. That, like, because, like you were saying, you know, if you have the structure of a Marvel movie that has these history and backstories and character development and people expecting stuff going in, then you have to kind of adhere to that. I really love that the fl- franchise is just like, no, like, we don't have to adhere to any of that, and we'll just give you pretty much what you want and something new and interesting and i think that that's part of the charm of it it's interesting because it actually like reminds me more of like traditional comic books where like they'll be like oh yeah we kind of hit the end of the run like batman's dead and now we're gonna have a new (laughs) batman and like the fast and furious franchise is really willing to take like these big just story structure level swings at things that like you know no one else is doing and everyone shows up for and i think it's just like a really liberating way to like look at a screenplay is be like, all right, we want him to go to space. Now let's figure out how we get him to space. Exactly. We don't want Han to be dead anymore. So they come up with this, like, you know, it doesn't matter why he's alive at all. You just (laughs) like seeing Han on screen again. And like, I just love that like approach to things. So now the most difficult, maybe the most difficult question of the night. Can you please rank these movies from either favorite to least favorite or least favorite to most favorite? All right, I can. Um, although, like, I'm sure everyone says this, but, like, I reserve the right to change my ranking at any of course, time. And of would course. love to discuss. But we change it all the time, yeah. Do you, do you want me to start from... I'll start from bottom to top. Either way, whatever way you, you feel more comfortable is going to drum right. up more interest, whatever. And I, the, the only question I want to ask is, are you including Hobbs and Shaw? It's a clean number 10 if we're including it. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is... So you are now the fourth person in a row... <laughs> to have Hobbs and Shaw dead last. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw, man, it just didn't it didn't have it felt like a it felt like a like a Hollywood, it felt like a blockbuster. It it felt kind of formulaic in a way that never really um it never righted itself for me. It's goofy. Like I'll watch it over a lot of other stuff, but in the Fast and Furious franchise not really. Sure. Number 9 is Fast and Furious. Um Okay. Which is just like a fine movie for me, but never really did that much. The Fate of the Furious is at number eight, okay. um, appropriate, I guess, for its title. Yeah. Um, then we get into like kind of the, the middle of the morass where it's like a little tough to be like, is this better than another one? Um, yeah. But I go, the next one is Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. Um, then six. Then number one, The Fast and the Furious. Then nine, which I liked quite a bit. Okay. Uh, Furious seven. Fast Five at number two, and Tokyo Drift at number one. Wow, okay. So you were the rankings. first person in a while since, uh, like, a couple months, since, oh, since, Joe, what were the name of that, those guys who did the the, re, the YouTube remake of the first movie? Oh, yes. Boy, do, really I not, boy do I not know about this. <laughs> no, it was like this, like, internet viral video that went around. Hold on. Budget Boys. The Budget Boys. The Budget Boys, yes. They, made, they went viral for doing Fast and Furious on a budget. Uh-huh. Uh, like they they did spent it like, like $20 to get all the props <laughs> and then try to make $91 and they remade the first movie in 21 minutes. Yes. But like $40, dollars of that was this drone that they just like <laughs> crashed immediately. So yeah. yeah, that was back in August. You're the first person since August. No, wait, August of last year. Wow. I knew that was pandemic. I thought it was this. Yeah. A year and a half to have Tokyo Drift at number one. So I mean, you're. But we love Tokyo Drift. That's, so. that's the. I mean, I think five is the right answer. But having Tokyo Drift, I'm not going to fault you for that. That's it's a great movie. So I agree with you. Five is the right answer. Um, but I believe Joey, you phrased it in your email as like your favorite, yes. or like how yeah. much you like them. And I just have such a spot, soft spot for three. 
and not just because I like <laughs> spent a lot of time watching it for the uh, GQ profile. It's crazy that it works. Yeah. I, I have a huge amount of affinity for it because it's Justin Lin's first one in the franchise. And I think like he's actually the, the person I'm following at this point mm-hmm. through, through the stories. It just has, I think it's like mostly because of Han, but like it's a pretty generic, weird, like high school slash car movie where your second lead will just sometimes tell you what he thinks about the world. And like, <laughs> we'll just like stop everything and be like, here's what it is to be a good person. Or here's how I've tried to set up my life to yeah. be a good person, which is not something you see in a in a movie. No. And so like when you're like, what is your actual favorite? Which one are you most affectionate for? Like, I just think that's like the weirdest little like snow globe of a movie. We're lucky to have it. Whereas Fast Five is just a perfect movie. Um, yeah. No, no one would like hesitate green lighting it at any point in time. Um, I can put it on at any like play it for anybody and they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift is strange, and I, I think I really appreciate that about it. Well, it's definitely the one of all ten. I'm sure you know this that either like people love it, or they're like, "That's not a, that's a terrible movie." It's like, well, you're wrong. I mean, it's great, but like, I get where they're coming from because it's like, there's not Vin Diesel, there's no Paul Walker. Yeah, it's, it's absurd that they made it. It was supposed to be a straight to DVD yeah. movie. Um, it looks not good. Like it looks, it's like the it's like the the chintziest of all of them. I think it does have like a sort of like holographic reflect or like holographic ref, refractor. I'm trying to think of like what what was the made up like baseball card word. Sure, where just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's a like sheen a to sh- it. Yeah, it's got the sheen to it that's like this doesn't feel natural, but like it looks cool, but also like looks weird. Yeah, and like it's it's such a product of the early 2000s in a way that like. The first Fast and Furious movie, I feel like, does not match the visual tone of the other ones, but it looks like a cool movie that was maybe shot on film. Like it's got a, it's got a look to it. Um, Tokyo Trip looks like it was shot for cheap at a mall in Japan, and it still, <laughs> and it still turned out great. Yeah, yeah, you are not wrong. So now, now that we got that out of the way, I have some very diff, more difficult questions, some either or, just to kind of get a sense of who you are as a person. How you relate to these movies? How you relate to these characters? Are you ready? Yeah. For very. You can either explain yourself or not. This is totally up to you. If you want to, you want to be a little bit mysterious, you can, that's totally fine. If you want to know, if you want everybody to know everything about you, also fine. Great. Let's do it. Would you say you are more of a Brian or a Dom? Oh, Dom. Are you more of a Mia or a Letty? That is a good question. Honestly, I think I've got to say Letty, but I I think that's a function of I think Letty's a like better drawn character throughout the whole series mm. i feel like mia of, of of everyone is like she loves her family and paul like it's it's just kind of a it's there's not that as much there i feel like i know letty better and therefore like kind of relate to her a little more okay that's fair i like that i also like about mia i like that what i learned my, my big takeaway from your piece is that jordana brewster's a great hugger like that makes me very <laughs> yeah. happy apparently she's awesome <laughs> are you more of a tej or a roman tej Okay. I mean, who says Roman? <laughs> uh, Joe said Roman. People. Joe said Roman. People yeah. say it? I mean, People so I guess my question to you as someone who says it, which <laughs> which version of Roman? Because there's Very a good couple through, through the series. Very good question. I, I, like to, I like to think that I'm just like the most annoying version of Roman because I think that a lot of other people would agree with that. I would. There you go. See? So to be honest, it's like, you know, the the irritating, the kind of grating version of Roman. Yeah, not this movie where you're, like, taking <laughs> things seriously and trying to get things done and complaining. No. I mean, the complaining thing, but yeah, you're more like trying to read Russian in eight. You're like, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly yeah. that. 
Now, two food-related questions. These are kind of more obscure, sort of kind of. Actually, where do you live geographically? Because that might influence one of these questions. Um, I'm in Brooklyn. So maybe not. Do you have a preference between In-N-Out and Whataburger? I've never been to Whataburger. So In-N-Out wins by default. Okay. Do you, so now, as a follow-up to that kind of, do you have a favorite, like, burger chain? Like, not like a stand-up, because, I mean, I've had amazing burgers in Brooklyn, but, like, yeah. not that. Like, it's a burger chain yeah, of yeah, preference yeah, yeah. that like, you like. Like, a closer to a fast food thing. I yeah, yeah, think yeah. I would probably go with Wendy's. I'm trying to think of another one that, that would preempt Solid. it. But, but, but right down the middle. Solid. I like that. Okay. Now, a little bit more of an obscure, outside-the-box kind of question. We finish this episode we're like brendan that was awesome like let us thank you we're gonna we're gonna meet you in brooklyn i know this great spot uh it's got picadillo it's got wood tables got little red candles got food all over the place you're gonna love it if you hear a restaurant described as having food all over the place what does that mean to you what does that conjure up in your mind is that a good thing is that a bad thing are you excited about that are you worried about that what does food all over the place mean to you i mean it would suggest inconsistency okay, okay. i like okay. that that's new <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if you're talking about physically all over the place or like some stuff's good some stuff's bad it's all over neither the place. do we that's the question <laughs> Is that a line from the movies? Yeah. So yeah. in the first movie, when <laughs> Mia and Brian are doing dishes, and Vince comes in drunk to bully Brian, and Mia's like, what's the name of that restaurant do you want to take me to? And he says, cha-cha-cha. And she says, oh, Brian, you can take me there. But she describes it as having food all over the place. So we don't know <laughs> if it's a line that Jordan Brewster improv, like forgot her thing, if that was written in. That's the one question that I want to ask her if we ever got to talk to her. So, yeah, we're just trying to make sense of that. There's another one of those coming up in a little bit. We'll get there, and you'll know exactly what it is when we get there. But I don't know what it means. And we've had so many different answers, but inconsistency is a new one. This is this is fun because usually in my in my friend group, I'm the person who knows the most minutiae about this franchise, and I am way out of my depth here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, 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 so, no, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> I mean, we've this is the 10th time through the movies, but we didn't get to that one until we broke down the first movie minute by minute. So like uh-huh. the, the Star Wars minute style <laughs> sure. in the intro to every episode, we do one of those minutes. So we're, you know, halfway or so through the second movie now, but we got there. We're like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> Did you really gotta... say that? Cause you know, you watch it 10 times, 15 times. You're like, really? And our big says. revelation just two episodes ago, we've been asking this for maybe like a hundred episodes. The big revelation we had just two weeks ago was she's never been there. It's a restaurant that Vince wants to bring her to. So Vince has at some point described the restaurant as having food all over the place. So this is like secondhand knowledge, <laughs> secondhand description, food all over the place. So it makes even less sense. I'm going to go back and rewatch one now. I, yes. I can't believe there's stuff in these movies that I haven't I haven't oh, found. <laughs> there's there's a, a horse painting. There's oversized fork spoon, and knife on the wall. Oversized there's, fork and spoon. Look yeah. for candles in the first movie. There's so oh, much. There's so many candles. There's so many. If you want a 300-page Google Doc of every detail about the first movie that Joe <laughs> and I put together, I will link you to a Google Doc that you will not read. So you'll be like, I don't want to fucking read this. This is insanity. But we have that. So if you want it, of we got it. Of course I want it. All the all the license plates, all the model numbers <laughs> of every DVD player, everything. Every outfit from every character, including most of the extras. Yeah, it's all there. You 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 are scholars. Thank we're you. trying to be. I mean, nobody wants it. Nobody asks, but we're you know we're not the heroes anybody wants right now. But we're the heroes that people deserve. It's like the inverse Batman. I don't know. Brendan, are you more fast or furious? Oh, uh, fast. Cool. Not a very angry person. I think I'm fast. The three of us pull off a heist. We are successful. 
mm-hmm. go to Atlantic City, we go to Rio, we go to Monte Carlo, we ever go wherever we go. We're just like, we're going to go spend some money in a stupid way. We're going to gamble this away. We go to the <laughs> roulette table. We walk up there. Are you putting the money on red or are you putting it on black? Black. Is there a reason for that? Not, not really. I'm a black okay. person. <laughs> well, because the only reason I ask is because like, everybody says black almost and an overwhelming amount of people say because Wesley Snipes said it in Passenger 57. Like more people than I think have seen that movie say because he says always bet on black, right? So, you know. Uh, I've never seen that movie. I just uh, just just went with it. Gut reaction. It's a it's a it's a thing that people know. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. I know the thing. Whatever. It's fine. Black is the right answer. I think. Are you on that heist that we just pulled off? We want to. We got all that money. We didn't win win the money. We stole the money. Are you a racer or are you a designer? Are you out in the field doing the thing, or are you the man in the chair back in HQ helping us get it done? Oh, interesting. When it comes to driving, I'd be a racer. Okay. Cool. Other other aspects of my of my life, I'd be a designer. But you know, we have more designers than racers, so we need we need a racer here. I think. So <laughs> I like that you're flexible. You can do either one. We got two Great. of those. Are you more a fan of American Muscle or import cars? That's a good question. I guess... no wrong answer to any of these. This is just this is purely personal preference. Yeah, I mean the thing the thing about like the my affinity for the fast movies is like I don't think about cars at all. I think stylistically, yeah. I'd go with American Muscle. They just look better and i don't actually need to drive that fast around new york city exactly just need to look cool just need to scare people off right yeah Yeah, exactly is the word oil one syllable or two is the word what oil o-i-l oil (laughs) it's one syllable okay are you more a fan of corona or belgian ale uh i'm drinking a corona right now perfect perfect good call I used to do that every time we recorded, and I'm like, I can't drink two or three Coronas every week forever. I mean, I could, but I, <laughs> I stopped fairly early on. Okay, we're on another heist, because we stole all the money, we went to, we went to Rio, we all put it on black, and it came up red. We're like, ah, fuck. So we had to go to the, another one. So we're like, Brendan, Joe and I are going to go in this room, and we're going to do something with a car. I don't know exactly what we're doing yet. One of us has to lift it up. One of us has to go <laughs> underneath. Eh, who knows? <laughs> but we need you to distract the room in a way that only you can. We need you to sing a song karaoke style to distract this entire room from what we're doing. What song are you singing? Whew, build me up, Buttercup. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a long story. Um, I was in a, a I was a got nothing but time as was, you know. I was a groomsman in a wedding in Thailand. Okay. A, couple, a couple years ago, and there's a thing called a gate crashing ceremony where you need to like kind of go through a series of challenges to prove that the groom loves the bride. Oh, this oh. is awesome! This is very like cool. This. Okay, a lot of the groomsmen were all uh, like, we didn't really know each other that well. Most of them like are from England because it was my one of my childhood best friends where where I grew up getting married. And so one of the challenges was sing a song. And like we very quickly like huddled up and we're like, what song do all of us know? Like yeah. people who have not grown up together. Um, and we landed on uh, Build Me Up Buttercup. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> everyone knows that song for some reason. It's I like it. I like that a lot. That's a yeah. good answer. This is somehow like we've asked probably 40 or 50 people that question. We still have not had a repeat answer. No. It's amazing. I don't know how it happens. Everybody has their own go-to and their yeah. own. It's awesome. Here's the other abstract question. In Furious 7, they're standing around the table. Roman is talking a lot of game about how he's been so influential, so instrumental in helping the family do these heists. And he says, I, I shot that shit out the sky of a bow. 
And Brian says, Roman, the only thing I've ever seen you take down is no knees to knees at prom. And Roman says, really, Brian, you can do that right now. And everybody laughs. They move on. Never answered. Never addressed. (laughs) If you hear someone described as being no knees, Denise, no knees, Brendan, no knees, whatever, what does that mean to you? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What what in this mind, what 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 con what do you think of here as no knees Denise? I guess it would mean you're like deeply unathletic to the point of not being able to walk properly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uncoordinated. I like that. Okay, um when we were watching this movie for this time today, I noticed that there's another one of those in this movie. Really? That we haven't gotten to. Yeah, he like we're we're a couple minutes behind it, but there's another joke where like right before they're like with Bilkins and the sandwiches type situation, you know, like there, like after that. Like we're we're approaching it in the minute. Or no, maybe when they have the cars, they get the cars that are that are like wired and they take them to Tej's garage. He says something like, What about that girl Kara that like like you dated in high school? And then he's like, You dated her after me and like they have like a kind of the same back and forth that's similar to the no knees to knees situation interesting okay that okay I just noticed for the first time here yeah when we get there that'll, that'll be a good minute to, to break down yes. as opposed to today's minute which was uneventful yes okay good to know now i got something to look forward to yep it's coming up close too yeah brendan knowing you're safe either way would you rather drive a car into a plane before it takes off as it's speeding down the world's longest runway, mm-hmm. or would you rather drive a car out of a plane with a GPS-guided parachute? Again, you're safe either way. You're not going to get in a car accident. You're not going to die. Which adrenaline rush are you more into? Into oh, a plane? Out first of plane. one. First one. Into the plane. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Flip side of that coin, things go terribly <laughs> wrong. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or by drowning in icy water? Fire explosion. Easy. Hero's death. Okay. Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? Uh, Dark Knight. Never seen Revenge of the Nerds. Are you more of a Hobbes or a Shaw? Uh, Shaw. Which of these do you prefer? Charlize Theron's dreadlocked hair in Fate of the Furious... (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or Charlize Theron's kind of Karen haircut in F9? Definitely F9. <laughs> the, okay. the, the braids were a choice. They were. They definitely were. The braids were a choice. I'm writing that down verbatim because that is not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. And the final question, and this is more open-ended, do you have a favorite character in the franchise? I think I might know based on the profile, but maybe not. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's Han. It's easily yeah. Han. I think he's he's the the reason I've I've stuck with it for all these years and like I'm really excited about stuff. I thought you were going to say he's the reason for the season in which case <laughs> you start saying that. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's also the reason for the season, sure. Without further ado, let us start talking about Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, the the way that we're going to kick things off this lap and then you can talk about whatever you want, favorite moments, least favorite moments, whatever. But this is our Shaw Brothers lap. We are focusing on the Shaw family, and then in between these episodes, we're watching movies that star Statham or Vanessa Kirby, blah, 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 or movies made by the Shaw brothers. So the conversation starter we're having each episode is, if you got to pick a character in this movie to have a sibling Mm -hmm. that we do not know about, who would that be? Because like last lap, you know, all of a sudden F9, Dom's got a brother we don't know about. It's like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd just give Dom another sibling. See how they worked it out in okay. the timeline okay. of the movie. 
Okay. Just keep the tur- keep the Toretto's coming. Let's see what. Let's see how they explain it away. There was a Love whole that. family in the basement. That <laughs> yeah, you just didn't just, know. About. I, I just want to know what's going on. It's like, yeah, Vin Diesel's not in two, but there is a Toretto. It's like who? It's like yeah, Miles Toretto. He was down <laughs> <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a sibling. He just, yeah. They just weren't close. Yeah, exactly. He's in two though. You just missed him. Yeah, Joe. Who, who you said you had one? Who were you thinking for this one? If I could add a sibling to this movie. There's one very obvious choice, and that's just why don't we just fucking put Steve Aoki in this movie? Yeah, I was thinking that. Yep, and call it a day, right? You get <laughs> Devin there, you add Steve. He DJs like the the jet ski thing, <laughs> and then we they go to Benihana, and everybody's having a good time. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, I don't know how how it would factor in giving. The, ge- the the muddy geography that I still don't really believe, but I I've come to terms that Roman's racing in California that they go to Miami or whatever. But yeah, I want to see Roman's mom. I want to know what Roman's mom is like. <laughs> oh, and like his dynamic, like when he has to be a good boy around her, and like Cause, can't yeah, because be... you know that he, she he is on her last nerve all the time. All like, the time, she is constantly fed up by this guy. And yet, I mean, she loves him because she's a mom, but like, it's just being a mother to Roman Pierce. It's like, God damn, like that's so, that's a full-time job right there. It's a lot of so, like dragging by the ear is what I'm imagining, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be cool. That's a good choice. I like that. I like that. Got that out of the way. So now, Brandon, Too Fast, Too Furious. What do you got? Favorite moments, least favorite moments, things that you love, things you noticed in the most recent watch. Where do you want to start? Well, you guys have just done this so many times that I, I feel I feel weird taking the steering wheel. I think the thing that that surprises me on every rewatch is the scene with the rat in the bucket. Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, this is more intense than anything else in the movie tonally, and we never return to it. And in this time when I was watching it, I was like, does he and Car- do he and Carter know each other? Because the way he reacts, he's like. He's like, oh, look, this woman is, like, going to get this guy, okay? Uh-huh. And then he comes back into the back room, and he's like, hey, like, agent, whatever, or like, officer, whatever. I forget what mm-hmm. it was. And then he's like, yeah? And he's like, do you know me? And he's like, I know you. But then he's like, I told you I need time for this. And he's like, I told you I couldn't do that. So, like, <laughs> I can't figure out if they've, like, established that they did know each other, and they're, like, playing coy, or if they're, like... This is their first meeting. Boy, do I not have an answer to that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This I is mean, where I we're at, bud. I'm sorry. They obviously they they know each other because he's working for Carter. Maybe they maybe they've never met in person. Maybe it's maybe a he's metaphor. like lower on the totem pole and he doesn't expect the boss to know him. Okay, okay. Like he's in the operation, but yeah, even that doesn't seem quite right. He says like you've been. He's like you like you've been on my payroll for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that part. So it's just like this weird thing where it's like it's going both ways. Like they know each other and don't know each other at the same time, but then they kind of react like they know each other, but also then don't. It was very strange watching it this time. Because you're right. Like they they never return to this level of intensity, not just in this movie, but like in any movie. Like this feels tonally out of place. Like this is like a darker timeline, Fast and Furious. Like, you know, obviously characters die, but like torture. Yeah, it's they don't really return to it. Um it's Singleton, and like you can kind of tell that, that dude's a good director, even when he's making like probably one of his like lightest movies ever. Like he can just kind of turn on the tension. Um, but I would say like the Fast and Furious movies don't have that kind of tension in them. Too Fast and Furious is just all over the place, um, and that includes some like highs and lows. And like 
the rat scene, I just have no idea if it's a high or a low. Like it's just, <laughs> it's this, its own thing. It's this little, little island in the whole in the whole series. But it's so memorable. Everyone yeah. like wrote like if you're like, oh, which one is too fast? You're like, uh, the one with the rat in the bucket. They're like, yep, okay, that one. Yep, I remember. Yeah, that one part. of our one of our listeners and one of our patrons has written in before. He's like, he's like my girlfriend, girlfriend, wife. I don't remember if they're married or not. But he's like, Lenny Ben's Ben said, Lenny, like you know, she's not like the biggest fan of these movies, but she'll watch all these with me. But there's the one scene in in one movie that she won't watch, and it's the rat scene. Like that's the one thing in these nine or ten movies now that she just refuses to watch because it it just. It's too much, and yeah, it it stands out one way or the other. Again, don't know if it's good or bad. It's just like, yeah, it's the rat scene. Okay, cool. Here we here we are now. Yeah, in basically every other way, I think like um like two similar to Tokyo Drift, like probably shouldn't exist. Like your your <laughs> your lead's not there. You've like recast him with another ripped bald guy. Like they're just like clearly grasping for a fair amount of straws because the first one was a hit when they like start making that movie. Um, but it has a lot more. I think to do with the rest of the series and like is more influential on like once you get through like five through nine than one ever was. And it's all right there, but the rat scene is still the one where I'm like, I don't know where that went or why it was in here in the first place. Do you think in talking about this movie's influence on later movies, like nine in a certain way was kind of, I think because of Han, but also independent of Han was like a return to Tokyo drift, right? Where it's like, we not only have Han back, but we have Sean and Twinkie and also Earl. Do you think that we're ever going to have like a glow up for Too Fast, Too Furious? Like, are we going to get Suki and everybody back and like MCG and like Jimmy? Like, are they going to come back? Do you see them uh, in any or is or are they just is it too far gone? And are these actors too unknown enough that like bringing Devin Aoki back is gonna be like for the super fans, but like for nobody else. Like, do you see these characters coming back? No, I think if they come back, it'll be like pure fan service cameo stuff. I think the yeah. difference is also like, they're not real characters in this movie. Like they're in it and like, we like them, but they don't have that many lines. Whereas Tokyo Drift, because it was like completely outside of the mainline franchise, like all of these characters that they're bringing back, like actually were characters in the movie. Like you kind of know a little bit more sure, about yeah. them. There's a little bit more to, to build on the DNA of two that remains throughout the rest of the series is just Roman. Like this is his yeah. like introduction movie. Yeah. And Roman becomes, and Tej. Like, yeah. Yep. Well, Tej is not even in this movie really. Like it's That's like, true. They, they, That's they, very, they, fair. very both fair. Te, both Tej and Roman are in this movie and are eight by nine completely different people. Yeah. Tej learns for, he's a garage owner in this one. And then he, by nine, I say by like six, he's not just a, a hacker, the best hacker in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, what, what? we've talked about this before, that like four obviously kind of reboots the franchise, either soft reboot or hard reboot, whatever you want to look at it. But like what it also allowed Justin Lin to do was take the elements from the first three movies Specifically, I think the first two movies that he didn't make. And like, what do I want to keep and what do I want to chuck? And like, Roman's not in four, but he sets Roman back up for the return in five. It's just like, okay, like, I like things about this, but most of this kind of like, and I think what you're saying, like, we don't really know who Suki is. And like, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a heavy lift to like explain, like, yeah, she's yeah. back, but also like, here's why she's back. It's just like, it's easier to like pick and choose, cherry pick mm-hmm. the good part. So yeah, I think that's, I want Suki back more than anybody, but like, I don't know. Well, like, I, I, what, what do you want Suki to do? Like, all she she like loses a race, and then she's helpful. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. what else, what else is there? They don't race anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like designing stuff. Like, I'm, I'm imagining her. She needs to like make the the deep, the logo for their 
crime syndicate superhero club <laughs> i'm just thinking like you know in eight when like the guy from cuba in the opening scene like shows up in new yeah. york or like rico and tego are there like yep it's mm-hmm. kind of like at the end of endgame again spoilers the end of endgame like when they have people coming through the the portals it's just like suki just like drifts into and she's just like there to help and she's like oh my god and like that's all like just one okay. day on set like just be there for to help the fa- i don't know wh- how she knows or why they call on her for help i don't have that part figured out but i want her back i think that'll happen in 10 i think there will be like i think they're gonna close all loops <laughs> that the, the any fan has ever asked for they're gonna figure out a way to put it in will giselle be back because mm. she's dead but Game of Thrones rules, we did not see a body. We did not see a body. You know, I hadn't considered that. I think it, pro- pro- honestly, like the most cynical answer, it probably has more to do with Gal Gadot's like yep. career path at that at the moment where they like are filming. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about this too. It's like, is it now kind of like a downgrade for her to go back to be like a cameo of Giselle in a movie as opposed to being Wonder Woman? It's definitely a downgrade, but it might be worth doing. Wonder Woman 2 did not do that well. I think if you make a movie, like our one of our ultimate dreams, which fits right into your profile, is like, we want a Han and Giselle trilogy, like where they go off and like are citizens oh of the God. world. Oh my God, what a dream. And right? I feel like, you know, it might not be worth it. Or she might not want to come back as a glorified cameo, but if you give her like, you are the emotional driving force in a movie that is all about you and Han, and you're the female, like, the, the first female lead in one of these movies, and, like, mm-hmm. I think that would bring her back. I don't know if she'd want to be like, hey, yeah, you're just like, you know, you're going to pull a Han in 10, like he did in 9 or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. maybe, I don't know. They, like, said it, like, right after the Autobahn ride at the end of 5. Exactly, and, and just, it's like, just like, like they're the wacky adventure, like, just like Yeah, just some, like, spy-adjacent adventures between the two of them. Yeah. I would, or I would, it's just three two-hour movies of them making out while Han drives around. I'd also watch that. <laughs> I would one hundred percent watch that. Yeah, I'd buy. I'd buy a ticket opening night. So now the more timely question: Do you think The Rock is coming back? Obviously, Vin has reached out via Instagram. As far as I know, it, it was the a, Rock it was has a not short responded. Reach. It was a very so, yeah, short I reach. I, mean, the, the, I wouldn't say that's so much as a like a, a, a hand of friendship and more of just like a backhanded slap to the face um, it was kind of i mean incredible. we're trying to be diplomatic because i would love to have vin diesel on the podcast one day we'd but have to put him sure, on the cover sure. we'd yeah. have to put him on the cover <laughs> Hypo- you guys have a cover right <laughs> hypothetically speaking you're you're in airports yeah, yeah. of course but i i did reach out to his people and they're like no but it was nice to get a no from them as opposed to just being ignored yeah, by no, those they could, people they could have just said no yeah, they yeah they're said, like he's working on another project but i'm like oh cool i appreciate it but is The Rock coming back? I don't think so. Really? No. Not I even mean... him to do fan service? Like, you know he loves his fan. So we're teetering on this, too. There has to be a part of him that wants to give the fans what he wants as an entertainer, right? There, yeah, but he would just need to, like, there's just no way. Because Vin will immediately give an interview and it'll be like, well, yeah, I won the fight. He's back, but it's my friend. <laughs> like, like, the Rock is just, like, not going to put himself in a position for that to be a possibility. That's also true. That's that's my thinking. I am banking on the hope against hope that this is all r- manufactured wrestling heel drama. But the, the the deeper you dig into that theory, the more you realize that like it makes Vin has to play the bad guy, and like that doesn't seem necessarily on brand. But I still think that there is a, a world in which 
they quote unquote fight the rock Dwayne Johnson leaves the franchise and then in a heroic moment of like fan service or whatever last minute deal back door one last ride to Reddo yeah. or whatever I could see it working if the script is like really good and walks that line really well like if the actual thing on screen plays to that but to the to the point of like wondering if this is like manufactured for like like dramatic effect behind the scenes. I don't think a single thing about this franchise is ever planned out. I think everything is happening <laughs> right in front of us all the time. Anything that's that a, they say happened to, happened today, it happened today. I, I just believe them. On top of that, like, do, do we have any evidence that I feel like it would be more profitable for Dwayne and Vin to just get along and continue to make movies together more than you'd get a pop from like, Oh, they're they're not friends. Let's go watch that tension unfold on screen. Because like the movies get worse when they're like not in scenes together. Yeah, right. And that's that's again the deeper you dig, the more the less sense it makes. Because it's also like okay, like who's not seeing ten? That is like oh, the rocks in ten. I'll go see it now. Like that's the, the cross section is like zero people, right? It's like yeah, and 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 I think like you'd you'd get me more if I thought like they were like, what if we just like had another Fast and Furious franchise in Hobbs and Shaw? Like let's separate them. But it was clear that that was also like, a, like they're like, well, we have these characters who aren't really in the movies anymore. We should just write a movie for them. Like I said, like everything is on the surface with these movies. Like they're doing everything in public. Shortly after Hobbs and Shaw came out, they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're green lighting Hobbs and Shaw too. And then the pandemic happened. We haven't really heard anything. But then recently, Dwayne Johnson gave an interview. He's like, I got this idea for Hobbs and Shaw too, where he can ride off into the sunset. So it sounds like he wants to do like exactly one more of these. One last one. And ride. has a way to, if not necessarily kill the character, but like retire the character of Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. So I don't know. It sounds like maybe he's planning in a way that other elements of this franchise are not necessarily planned out. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't seem that hard to plan a ride off into the sunset. It's a, it's kind of a one-step process, but uh, <laughs> more, more power to him. We'll see what happens. I feel like he's got Jungle Cruise on Jungle Cruise 2 on his books. And yeah, Red Notice 2, maybe, right? Like Netflix's biggest Jumanji movie in history? Four, yeah. What else, Brendan? Anything else about this movie that you of uh, particular note? No, two's just two's just interesting. It's really it's like one of the harder ones to rank. Like when you when you're when you're ranking them, that was the one that kept going up and down because it is one of the like I would say one of the worst movies. Like just as a watching experience, but it's got a lot of these little little moments. And Paul Walker's still like doing the Paul Walker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like still a lot to enjoy. But it is like like if I'm trying to introduce someone to the Fast and Furious franchise, like this doesn't come up like I don't think but if you're a, if you're a real head like I think it matters a lot it's one that definitely like people rank really low and then it keeps creeping back up yeah it's it's just a tricky one it's like the I think it's kind of outside of the like behind the scenes drama where like Vin leaves some furious to do chronicles of Riddick and like all of the stuff that's going on that makes it such a weird like cultural artifact of like a studio trying to replicate a hit but also trying to make a completely different thing is just like a weird idea for a sequel. And it makes for like, I've never seen a second um, story in any kind of franchise operate this way. But like the movie itself is just kind of like blandly fun to watch. Like it's got its good moments. It's got its boring moments. It's kind of a mess script wise, but you still like it. Like at the end, I'm always like, oh yeah, they did jump that car onto that boat. (laughs) (laughs) Like who am I to complain? (laughs) 
it comes up a lot on here because when I'm scheduling 10 guests a lap, it's often harder to find somebody to talk about like a later movie because like there's so much context you kind of need. But at the same time, like more than half of these 10 movies could, I think, realistically be someone's first Fast and Furious movie. Like this one, you know, you said talking to somebody about the franchise, this doesn't come up, but like this could be someone's, I mean, it's early enough that it makes sense, but like it's different enough from one. It's like, okay, this guy used to be a cop and then turned on the cops and now he's a bad guy kind of, right? Like that's all you need, the context, the backstory. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of these can be nice setups. And so I, I appreciate this, that like it's not quite standalone. Like it's not designed to be standalone, but it's also pretty standalone. Totally fine. Yeah, to be because they're like, oh, you were a cop. It does some weird things where they're like, like the introduce, introduction of Roman. They're like, he's like, I know a guy. And then they like cut to like this demolition derby, and I'm like, do I know this guy? Am I supposed <laughs> to know this guy? Who's this guy? Um, I think they still kind of fuck up some of the really basic stuff. Where I, I think if I was watching it, I'd like turn. If it was the first movie I'd ever seen, I'd be like, so was what? What did he do in the last movie? Like, why are they so mad at each other? <laughs> yeah, and, like, you're right. And the answer is they don't explain it at all. Like they kind of get into it. Like, but that's what's on screen is what you get. Like there's no other introduction for Roman, but they set it up. Like it's this huge reveal of a person I know. Um, And I I feel like I would, if I was watching that, like purely just like 2021, haven't seen one of these movies, haven't really heard about them before. I think I'd often be pretty confused about what was happening, especially in the first like 45 minutes. It's also really funny in that way that the other person they bring back is Bilkins. It's like, Wait, hold yeah. on. <laughs> but we know him. Yeah, we know the cop. And they're like, but yeah, you know, this guy? He's normal. He's from the last one. Eva Mendez, no, no. But <laughs> she's got a similar vibe, kind of, to some of the people in the last movie, I would say. Um, and then you're all, you'd also be like, so is she his love interest? And you'd be like, no, he's in love with Mia. <laughs> he's just <laughs> kissing she? her a little bit. <laughs> And where is she? You're like, we don't know. They didn't yeah, tell us. Los, Los, Los Angeles, I presume. <laughs> so, but they're together, right? No, they're not, because, like, he betrayed her by saying he was a cop, and then he turned her brother. It's a whole thing. Actually, do you know, like, there's a there's an alternate <laughs> ending to the first movie where Brian gets dropped off at the Toretto house, and Mia is packing her shit. Have you seen this or no? No, I've never seen this. I, this, this sounds super familiar, but it's not something I've, like, searched out myself. So at the end of the first movie, Tanner, uh, the guy who plays Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, I don't remember, uh, Ted Levine, drops Brian off. Basically, it's like Brian has just been fired, but not arrested. But he's just like, hey, you're no longer a cop, but I'm still going to drive you to where you want to go. Like, I'm kind of going to be Uber. And he drives Brian to the Toretto house. And Dom's obviously not there because Dom is driving off in Mexico. Uh And Mia's out in the garage packing shit up. And she's rightfully angry at Brian for betraying their whole family. And then by the end of this like 90 second scene, it's like, Hey, let's give this another shot. And I think that's kind of like, if the franchise ended there, but instead it's just like, Brian's kind of on the route on the lamb. And there's like the post credit scene, the first one where Dom's driving through Mexico, but like it's this weird, like alternate reality where like two never happens that Brian just stays yeah. with Mia in, and maybe takes over Toretto's Market and Cafe and they both make, tuna sandwiches i don't know like it's just fascinating like we assume that he moves into the toretto house of the guy that he just put in jail yeah yeah or it's tried to put in jail. so weird yeah something along those lines uh that's interesting maybe it ends the way it ends is probably the right call i think I that, agree. yeah that's i don't think that ending uh makes a lot of sense 
No. There's also a whole subplot in the first movie where Vince's mom is in the hospital, and yeah. that's why Vince is so angry. It's like, wait, why? What? Who thought? Okay. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Like, so many threads are picked up and dropped in this this franchise all the time. I mean, I was talking to somebody where they were like, in nine, they're like, Roman's hungry again. And I was like, what? And they're like, well, he's always hungry in two. And then they kind of don't mention it again, and now he's eating snacks again. And I was like, well, that's very interesting. Well, yeah, they had, they're like, okay, now Han's the guy who has snacks. And like, that's yeah, like, his <laughs> defining. Like, he's cool and he eats. It's like, uh, all right, so like, what's Roman? Roman's funny and confident? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the whole deal. We I mean, can't have it, two eaters. We can have three hackers, but two eaters is too many. It reminds me a little bit of um, George R. R. Martin has not if, if he was writing another one of the Game of Thrones books. Um, he has like a guy who used who was like the administrator of the fan site that he like gives all the drafts to, and the guy's like, "Oh no, like last time we saw him, the the crest was on the left side of his jacket, like and like they fix all uh. the details." And, like, it feels like the Fast and Furious franchise does not have that person. And they're just oh, kind of like, oh, I kind of... No, it'd be like if they hired you. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. They need us. You. Yeah. Like... Well, because there are there are so many opportunities. We complain about this every time it comes up that, like, they're, like for easy callbacks or jokes or references, and, like, not only do they not do it, but there's not even, like, a joke there. It's just like, oh. And, and like, our guest last time was just like, do you think Vin Diesel watches these movies? And we're like... Probably not, but maybe. Like, I don't know. But no, I, I don't think anybody rewatches these old movies because, like, there are so many opportunities. Yeah, do you think that Vin Diesel has ever went back and been like, let me put Has on- he seen this movie in particular? Oh, my God. No, I don't think so. Not even when it came out, right? Like, it seems like he just was like, nope. So, no, I don't think he saw it when it came out. He might have watched it again later. But when it came out, I think he thought he was on to, like, bigger and better things and was kind of contemptful of the series. And then when his career went a little worse, he was like, I will put this franchise on my back. I love it like a son. In terms of whether he's watched it since then, I don't know. He's definitely like an actual film buff. I do think he watches a lot of movies. But this movie in particular, I don't know if he watches a fast movie without himself in it. Good question. Do you think he watches the other ones with himself in it? Yes. Okay. I, I I think he doesn't watch them alone. I think he shows them to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like the friend that's like, come see this movie I did. Yeah, I don't even know. I I would love to know about his social circle because by all accounts, he's a very very strange person. Um, have you guys heard about his karaoke setups? No, I no, know about his, his love of D and D, but I have not heard about the karaoke. So please, yeah, tell us. He's got like microphones in a like more than one room of his house with like full karaoke setups. So if he's ever on the ever in a different room and wants to sing a little bit, he he's got that set up what? for himself. Is it like is it like one of those like $99 ones you buy at Walmart on Black Friday or is it like so, so I don't know that. I believe this was from an interview with um oh, I'm going to forget her name. Tej's love interest, the other hacker who's the best in the world. Ramsey, Natalie Emanuel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I believe it was an interview with Natalie. And she was like, yeah, he invited the whole cast over. And then he sang to us. <laughs> and I was like, what do you, I got to look into what? the singing to us stuff. And that, that was, that was where I landed. Have you seen the nine minute Facebook video that he posted like seven or eight years ago, where he found out from Universal that Riddick was number one on the DVD charts. Mm-hmm. And it's this black and white video where he's dancing to Crazy in Love or Drunken Love? Drunken Love. <laughs> yes. And also a Rihanna song, I think. And it's just him. It's nine minutes of him just dancing. 
to a, a web a webcam like a laptop camera and then being like guys I just want to you know thank you you without you Riddick never could have been the number one movie in the world and then he's just like you know I love music and that's why he titled the video you know I love music and it's just him dancing these songs so like music it does not surprise me there's microphones everywhere because music plays a big part in his life it's just what well, yeah, you, he, was, he, was he was trying to be a rapper before he became a before he became, a, became an actor. Um, he also released. I don't know if you guys have listened to this. Maybe a segment for for the podcast. Uh, he released two songs last year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they're interesting. Not not what I expected. <laughs> the one was pretty catchy. That first one though, he sounded yeah, like he was one with he was like, having fun. It's like the just yellow color filter over his smiling face is the cover. Yes, yes, yes that one. Oh yeah. my god! So I I saw recently. Apparently, he debuted one of these, or one of the debuts was on the Ellen Show, but uh-huh. it was when it was not in person crowds. So her crowd was just video screens. So it's like. 20 staggered <laughs> video screens of people listening to the song and dancing in front of their own webcams. It is the weirdest, most surreal. Like, what alien right, planet? Like, s- extracting the Vin Diesel on it, which is crazy enough on its own, why are 20 screens of people dancing in sort of kind of unison to any song, let alone a song that movie star Vin Diesel is debuting on the Ellen show? Like, what the fuck is going on? That It's <sighs> it's the weirdest video. If you want to watch, like, a 90-second, it's crazy uh no you've given me a lot of, of bookmarks for after the you have a lot of homework yeah yeah <laughs> i got i got more tabs open than i started with um any other thoughts about too fast too furious or do you want to play a couple games i don't think i have any other thoughts i mean i guess you guys are probably tapped out on thoughts uh i i think it's more just like where do both of you rank this one like what's your level of affection for it and then also like i was wondering i've never watched them as many times as you guys have is there one you're getting like more tired of than the others? And like, is it two? Okay. To answer the second part first, mm-hmm. it's it's actually nine just because we've watched it so many times since it's we come did out. it six times this year, which is too oh, many times. Shit, that's too many times, man. It's too many times. Yeah, it's it, so it's not like because like we love nine when it came out. I still really like nine. It was just too many times too fast. So that's the one that's like right now. That's the only one I can think of. And Other also than, too furious. I, there's none that generally like if you spread them out and watch them like in a cycle. There's none that I have had this experience with yet besides nine, and that was just because it was such like a pressure cooker situation. As for two, it's one that every time I watch it, I find more fun stuff in, mm-hmm. and I find like a real charm of how much fun it looks like Tyrese and Paul Walker having on set as opposed to, like, what the characters are actually doing. There's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of scenes that you can see that they're just, like, giggling and having fun and screwing around, and that makes it a lot of fun. And there's, a, like, a lot of other characters that I like in this. Like, I like um, Jimmy, I like Suki, and Tej is cool. It, like, it's it's hard to rank. It really, really is, but it's it's fun, and and it's kind of brainless. So um, the brevity of it plays really well into like when we're watching this so many times that like, you know, the hour and a half ones that like up until four or whatever are just like so fucking breezy. They they rank higher just on that. We watch these too many times. So we're only watching them again. This is going to sound crazy, but we only watch them about twice a year because basically Mm -hmm. a lap is like four, five, six months, depending on what we do in it. Right. So it's not like we're watching this every two or three months. It's like a couple times a year, which is still too many times, but whatever. But we watch them in chronological order. So we put Tokyo Drift after six. Nice. That's that's the way to do it. 
thank you, thank you. That is the right answer as well. Again, like what Joe was saying, like, you know, it's like an hour 30, hour 40 movie, but like putting it in the middle of all those two hour and 15 minute movies, mm-hmm. like makes it fly by even more. It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, this is, cause like Tokyo Drift is also like wall to wall, like just soundtrack bangers. And yeah. then to have it after very long movies before even longer movies, it's like, yeah, this is breezy. This is, and then going back to this movie, my least favorite of the 10, but again, I love it. It just... I think there's less here that I love than any other movie in the franchise, but that's a good it's way not a yeah. knock on I this. Like I just love the other ones more. No, no, it's a tough, that's why it's a tough and like good exercise to rank. We're like, we're all friends here. We all know that we love all of them. Um, it's just like, which one do I love the most? Yeah. It, that changes for me too. Every day, like every time we do a rankings, like I go in blind and definitely don't remember like the last time I did them. And when I do them, like I'll always mix like three or four of them, just like a couple spots up and down, just based on like how I'm feeling that day and stuff like that. So, well, the exciting thing is that this lap, Joe is only like, I I wanted him to give me real rankings at the end of every lap. He's like, you get it at the end of every five. I'm going to take it seriously every five laps. So at the end (laughs) of this lap, we're going to get serious rankings for the first time in like two and a half or three years. So that's, that's a big deal. So, all right. My only question that I – a new thought I had is do you think anybody gets mad at Tej in the beginning of this movie for calling in a ringer? Like they're like, you know, they, they need a fourth racer. They're like, do you know anybody? And he's like, what if I call in a guy? And so he calls in a guy and but that he, guy he wins. he warns him too. He says a- anyone? Like I know. I know I that. Want. But it's also he calls in a guy – and then that guy gives him a cut of the winnings in front of everybody, right? He's like, this is what you call respect. But I'm just like, I would maybe be angry if I'm just like, this fucking guy, like, it was all set up. I know that, like, he could have called, like, they could have called in anybody. But I'm still wondering if, like, they have any kind of resentment against Tej for calling in a ringer. So I think the best way, I'm gonna, there's two, I have two answers to this. The first one is, if we're taking the film seriously, these are, like, the best of the best in Miami. And I bet they operate closer to, like, professional athletes, which is, like, they don't believe they can be beaten, which is why okay. they're there in the first place. Fair. And so if they are, it's kind of more of a, it's not like a, someone cheated me out of this. It's just a, I lost like that. That sucks. Sure. Um, okay. Fair. Fair enough. That said, the first movie is obsessed with the mechanics of street racing. Like it's like into like who puts down the cones and like how the money is split up and like yeah. what a pink slip is. And in this movie, no one gives a shit about the race is like so clearly not a focus of this movie. It's just a little plot device to be like, hey, you remember the last movie? This is the sequel. The only thing and we're, we're watching this movie right now. Like I just watched this movie yesterday and I were breaking that minute by minute. And the only thing I can tell you definitively about the first race is the bridge. There's a bridge. Like yeah, that's there's all, a bridge. Like it just it races it goes, every other detail about that race. It goes up and down. I think that's another reason I kind of think this is like not really where I'd start anyone um, because like. It has the trappings, but like it's interested in complete. It's more interested in the rat scene than the race scene, which is yeah. interesting for a Fast and Furious movie, especially in the era where if you ask people, like these are the movies about cars. Like it's like five pivots away from cars as an action franchise, right? But this is like this is still a car movie. But what you're saying is not wrong. Like this is kind of also still not a car movie. Well, we're seeing that in the minute too. That like yeah, there's so many dash shots and speed shots and like shifting shots in one, and then in two, there's pretty much none of them. It's just like the character in the car. Like we don't get like the how fast is he going and like what what his RPMs are and like all of this stuff. I think Singleton was just like we don't need that. Like just for him, like just like in his style, he was just like I don't want to do that. 
we'll still have races and stuff, but like the, I'm not focusing on like the minutia of the racing. No, and like Singleton was in a weird part of his career. Like he's obviously like youngest ever like Oscar nominated director, and then he's like you know, 15 years later doing the sequel to a movie he didn't direct. Um, <laughs> but like, it's not a cash grab for him. Like he yeah. has a he has a vision for what that movie is, and I think like that vision kind of like seeps into later entries in the franchise for sure it it is just a vision that is completely unrelated to the first movie like it just has nothing to do with it he's like what if everything was like as brightly colored as possible it looks like it looks like speed racer like it's like a like he just is interested in making a different kind of movie and that movie is also compelling it's just an odd match for the first for the first one because the the weird thing in that regard is that you know Justin Lin obviously becomes like the face and the guiding force and like at least in terms of like what they kind of look like yeah. after this. But the first three movies, three different dudes, three wildly different visions. And I think like when James Wan comes in for Seven, it still kind of looks like a Justin Lin movie because they're like this oh, is yeah, this yeah. is what we're doing now, right? Like James Wan's a different director, but like we kind of like, this is what people expect a Fast and Furious movie to look like. Back in two thousand three, they're like we don't know, do whatever you want. And so like the first three movies all now feel like Fast and Furious movies, but also, like, don't. Like, they're all just weird, but in cool, kind of interesting, especially from, Very like, a different. historical Very perspective. Different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone... I mean, I feel like everyone splits up the movies as, like, before 5 and after 5. And, yep. like, 5 is where the house style is developed, and it, like, it, it just becomes a whole different franchise. And then I would say all the first four are, like... Every one of them has a lot of elements that are in the post-5 movies, but never in one movie. Um, it's all like kind of a grab bag from those first four plus like bigger stunts and like a more satisfying like family theme is all that unites like the, the, the back half. But the first half is a mess in like very entertaining and like kind of endearing ways. I think if yeah. they started out at five, I'd be like, those are excellent action films that I don't have many feelings about. And because I grew up with the first couple and they're all these weird little like different universes i just feel more affection towards the the franchise as a whole because they're not these like perfect items they're just people trying to write these movies one after the other yeah and like that's you know you were saying that when when you realized how crazy in over our heads or in too deep on these movies that we are but like we talked about before like after you see a movie like twice it's just like okay yeah they're jumping a car between buildings but it's like the weird like wait what it what food all over the place or like just like some like weird specific character detail it's like i want more of that like that's what's like keeping us going here cuz it's those things it's the, it's the characters that we like and the backstories that they've established and forgotten or whatever that's what has us interested it's not the oh yeah they're downshifting here or whatever yeah. Yeah, no, there's plenty of movies do stunts well. I don't feel this strongly about the Mission Impossible movies. It's like, there's so much else going on here. It's a it's a special beast, man. Are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we have a seven-question quiz, six answers per question. Uh, no wrong answers. You can, again, explain yourself or not, but there are like 25 different outcomes and going to be sort Damn. of a astrological it's going to see if it, if it describes you so are you ready now to begin this quiz let's do it question number one how fast are you nascar roller coaster lamborghini murcielago toyota prius vespa or razor scooter roller coaster now question number two you know it's coming how furious are you the hulk kylo ren christian bale in that one movie set that one time mel <laughs> gibson charlie brown or Jack McBrayer? 
Uh, Charlie Brown. He did say before, you're not very furious, and you are pretty yeah. fast. So, so far, consistent. <laughs> Brendan, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? Uh, manning the grill. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Grabbing a bite? Working in your car? Hanging with friends? Drinking a beer? Working out? Or doing some work on your computer? Uh, hanging with friends. Describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, let's do, I think, families. Or actually, what was that? Was backyard country affair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's switch it. Backyard country affair. That sounds, that sounds fun. Brenda, congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life. Oh, wow. Does the garage come attached to a house? The garage is whatever you want it to be. It's a magical space that you can have be whatever you want. Yeah, somebody was like, I'm going to buy a garage, but make it a, a art studio. Yeah, it's it's the house in Encanto. It's whatever it wants to be. It's, it's yeah, a living, do, breathing thing. Let's do the garage, and then I'll, I'll spend some time with an architect deciding what to do with it. Now, the final question, this is going to decide everything. And you have such a tight grouping of points that I don't know, this could go any number of ways. <laughs> what is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, uh-huh. something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just Joe's going up to the bar. Just get me one of whatever you're having. Uh, one of whatever you're having. All right. I don't know. Have we had this character Ooh, is a very good that's a question. It's a good sign. I like We've that. had this character exactly once before, several years ago. <laughs> Brendan, you are Tej. Okay. You've got the heart of the racer, but the mind of a hacker. And you're <laughs> equally fascinated by the latest tech and how to improve on it, as you are a classic engine. You don't shy away from the tough jobs, but you know you don't have anything to prove, so you're just as happy making sure your family has the things they need to accomplish their goals. Other people look at the big picture, but your strength is figuring out the details to make that big picture possible, and you drive like the wind blows. Who wrote that? <laughs> one of our listeners, Wes, wrote every one of these. Does wow. that sound like you? Uh, you know, in parts. It, it kind of sounds like a horoscope, where you're it, like... They're yeah, all horoscopy. Yes, you, they all you, apply to everybody. You, if you squint at it, sure, that yeah. is me. I do feel like you saying... I don't want to write. I want to edit. Like there's definitely some like podcast editor vibes in there. Like you can yeah. see those. I'm going sure. to like the I'll big picture. It. I'm going to make, I'm going to make the other thing look bigger and better and whatever. I'm going to shine that bright diamond or whatever. Tej, I'm happy with it. Could, yeah. could, could be Tej worse. is a great character and doesn't get enough like love when you have Han on the screen. And then, you know, people love Brian and Dom and yeah. like, yeah, Tej is great though. Yeah. No, Tej, Tej is great. And he, yeah, no, it could, it could be worse. He could be Roman. You could be Roman. You there when I said you have a tight grouping of characters. Uh, there were two characters that you were basically not at all. It was Roman and Deckard. <laughs> that, like, I was like, oh no, Matt, I, I don't think there's any answer you give this last question that like you're gonna get either one of those. It was like everyone had, like so thirty funny. points and Roman had ten. You're like you are decidedly not Roman. So, Brendan, our next game is called This Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Boy, do we have a podcast for you? 
Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is where we go on Twitter.com. I don't know if you got a, I don't know if you found a tweet or not. Did you oh, find a tweet? Oh, yeah. No, I did not find a tweet. I'm actually off Twitter right now. Um, okay. You, you got me right under the wire before I before I left um, to to get my email address. Um, Since you were not on Twitter, we're going to do this quickly. We're going mm-hmm. to, let, let me first recap last episode's picks. So we had on Benno from his wrestling podcasts. Yeah, grapple So I don't remember. Podcast. I found the ghosts of Travis's past at Son of Crunch and then Shoes at Owned by Shoes, both ranking their favorite movies. We said, you're right. There's always room for family. Oh, this is the person who liked Carly Rae Jepsen and Jeff Rosenstock. And I said, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Again, these are the people that should be listening to the podcast are not. Damn. Joe, you found Wilb at Poppy Wilbur. I'm a Fast and Furious super fan first, human second. And we said, based on the title of our podcast, I think you know your family. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. <laughs> and then Benno found that amazing Christmas display or whatever. Christmas just wasn't Christmas without the walking ride, past a traditional yeah. Yuletide Fast and Furious ride every day last year. And we said, scream if you want to go faster. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, Brendan, a little bit of uh, background here. I know that we're you're not going to play this game unless you want to find a tweet. But, like, <laughs> this game should be the easiest thing in the world. It's like, we're dog. finding people who are literally going out in the world and tweeting about Fast and Furious. We're like, hey, we got this cool thing. We like the same stuff. Check us out. And overwhelmingly get ignored. Not overwhelmingly <laughs> ignored. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad. It should be like, even if you're just like, hey, yeah, someone tweeted me. I don't want to address it. I'm going to like it and go away. We get a point. We would count that as a point. And we uh, had a people, lot of people get banned from Twitter afterwards. Yeah, too. a lot of people like independent, not blocking us, but get suspended. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, no, that's a fun game. I would have spent. I would not. I would have misunderstood and spent a lot of time trying to find a like viral Fast and Furious tweet that I faved in 2017. Well, that's also great. But yeah. let us, uh, uh, Joe, why don't you hit us with your tweet, please? Okay, I'm going for um, at pef- peppermint flyby minty slash emery okay i am biased because because i am the biggest fast and furious fan on earth but holy shit nine was actually a 10 of 10 fucking ridiculous cheesy and 100 percent fast and furious we totally agree we're big fans of nine we've watched it six times since it came out <laughs> boy do we have a podcast for you but I, i'm trying to go back to the roots i'm trying to fucking score points you're creeping up on me here i'm just trying to just i'm gonna target somebody that claims that they're a super fan and see if that can get me some points here i found one i love this one go ahead tell me i don't know if this is gonna get me points i just love this tweet i found new world tiger at faded af ruatha <laughs> sorry i'm late they were playing too fast too furious on tv that's it's so good true it's so good. It's so good. I'm just going to say, I'm glad we both got there at the same time. <laughs> Guy's also a Bill, he, hashtag Bill's Mafia in his bio. So like, oh, okay. um, I'm a fan of the wagon. I don't, I don't mind them. You know, Josh that's you know, putting straight. out in the world that you are a Fast and Furious and a Bill's fan. Like that's like a, you're a very special breed of person that, you know, that, you are family that, that, here. That, that person likes to party. Yeah. They definitely like to party. Yeah. And he also Dark Souls co-op just DM me. Okay. So yeah, you want to co-op Dark Souls with New World Tiger? Sure. Why not? Uh, Brendan, thank you so much for joining. I am so glad that we caught you before you snuck off Twitter. I mean, you're right yeah, to leave a, that barren this hellscape. A, this is a delight. Uh, yeah, no, Twitter's, Twitter's bad, uh, but awful. I'm glad yeah. it brought us together. 
that's a little glimmer of hope. That was a really cool little. I like that. Yeah, Twitter does suck, but sometimes you get you know something that's something that's cool from it. Yeah, so. and I'm not off forever. I'm just off for. I'm just taking a break. You should I get it. I yeah. mean, just in general, just like it's always good to take a break. <laughs> everything, everything in moderation. Yes, we exactly. will still tag you on here. So if you want to, you know, people Beautiful. can follow you whenever you make your triumphant return. We'll also link in the show notes to your GQP so people can read about that. But where, what do you want to plug? Where can people find you? Or do you want to be like, or anything at Gimlet or Spotify? What, what do you want to plug? What do you want people to know about you? Or do you want to be a mystery off Twitter, off the internet? Um, no, you can listen to. Uh, I work on a, a fair amount of podcasts, but the one I'm, I'm working on right now is called Resistance. It's really, it's really good. I'm proud of it. So, um, if you have any interest, it's like it kind of started during the protests last year, um, and is is kind of about like young activists like trying to change the world. Like it's it's awesome. about people who like refuse to accept things the way they are. Is like the tagline that we've been using. Yeah, you know, my work's around. Um, and then the thank you for shouting out the GQ profile. I'm really glad you guys you guys liked that. Super enjoyed it. Thank you, brother. It was great. It's just it's cool. I mean, like GQ is more pop culture, but like you know, the Wall Street Journal like reached out to us because they're like, we're writing about F9. We're like, why are you writing about F9? Like it just yeah. like, <laughs> it was a big enough movie that like serious publications were like, we need to cover this. And so I like that you took that opportunity. Like, yeah, I want to talk to Han. Just like yeah, it's better than just like this movie's coming out and these are the people in it. Like you, right. it was. Yeah. No, no. I was, I was ready. To, I was ready to go back to better luck tomorrow. I was, I was going to do the yeah. whole story if I was going to do it. Exactly, and we appreciate that. I, you can tell that. Yeah. That no. Was no. I'm. I'm for us. I, and uh, thank you for doing what what you're doing. It's a. It's a. It's a genuinely crazy undertaking. <laughs> oh, it's it's real. But I'm a, can, I'm, you, a, you, I'm a. I'm a huge fan. You can stop fan. being kind about it. You can just say uh, it's it's. No, done. no, Joey. I I, I respect <laughs> I, I respect ambition in all its forms. Thank you. I appreciate that. Talk about ambition. Our next episode is a movie that I never thought I would watch again, but we are covering our Christmas movie this year. Oh, yes. We are covering the Helen yes. Mirren. She's not, it's not a Helen Mirren movie, but Helen Mirren is in it. The Will Smith vehicle, Collateral Beauty. Ooh, I've never oh, heard my God. That is supposed to be bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we watched Noel last year with Paul it Walker. It is wild. Yeah, we watched the Paul Walker Christmas movie, Noel. <laughs> it was real bad. I was thinking recently that I think maybe next year we'll do the Kurt Russell Santa movie where he oh, plays Santa. Like we got other idea. things, but this is one that Helen Mirren is in. I don't remember the twist, which I'm glad I don't, but it is – I saw this movie in theaters, and it was just like, whew. So Christmas movie this year, Collateral Beauty. Check it out. We're going to have a fun guest on that episode on a pit stop on Netflix. Easy. Cool. Go to Netflix. Easy. Watch Collateral Beauty. 97 minutes. You're in. You're out. That's, that's quick. On with your day. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed, you two. That's... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you <laughs> once again, Brendan, for joining us. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page for early access to episodes and bonus episodes and a whole bunch more at TooFast2Forever.com and our store, TooFast2Forever.shop probably sales, who knows, I don't know whatever Public's doing. Come back next week for Collateral Beauty. I'm Joey Lewandowski I'm Joe too. And that was Brendan Klinkenberg and we'll tell you all about it when we see you again <laughs>